You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Hey, let's go, Buffalo. Hey, let's go, Buffalo. The bills make me wanna. Hey, Bills fans, Bills Mafia, and Sabres Draft fans, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the Circling the Wagons podcast, the only podcast that thinks the Sabres should have won the lottery every time they came in last place. We have a ton of things to discuss tonight. Uh, If you're new to our podcast, check out our draft recap podcast where I interviewed Ryan Talbot of NewYorkUpstate.com to talk about Josh Allen, Tremaine Edmonds, and all of the Bills draft picks. In this episode, though, we are going to talk Bills offseason, our new podcast logo, and other Bills artwork we've created and where you can find them, the Sabres, and a music, movies, and video games podcast hosted by another Bills fan, Nick, from the Torrent Podcast. Nick, it is great to have you on the podcast. How are you doing? Great, man. How are you? Not good. Thanks good. for having me on. Good, good. No problem. I'm glad we could finally have you on. I Absolutely. know we've been trying to hook up for a while. Yeah. Um, know you're a big fan of the podcast. I and, am, actually, yes. And so we got in contact, and it's good to have you on. It's something a little bit different. You know, We don't normally talk some of that stuff, but uh, I've got in contact with you. You are a Bills fan, you're a Sabres fan, and you do some really good graphic art, and you host your own podcast. So it's like, you know, kill four birds with one stone. Yeah. So uh, before we get into the Bills specifically as it relates to the draft, sure. um, the offseason, uh, just a couple of news, quick news and note items. Um, the Bills will officially retire Thurman Thomas's number 34 jersey on Monday Night Football against the Patriots on October 29th, which is kind of nice. Um, they hadn't really retired any jerseys when Ralph Wilson was the owner, so this is kind of a good a good thing they're doing, definitely overdue. For sure. Um, next news item, which is kind of interesting, the Carolina Panthers were just sold for $2.3 billion. So when Terry Pagula bought the, uh, the last NFL franchise that has been for sales, the Buffalo Bills, as we all know, in 2014, he bought it for $1.4 billion, which I believe at the time it was... It was said to be worth one point one billion dollars or so. Okay, so so a lot of people probably think he overpaid for a little bit. Oh yeah, everyone was making fun of him because yeah. like, oh, first of all, you're buying the bills, and then second of all, you're overpaying for them. Right. Which I always loved his explanation for it. It was more of like, well, you know, I got what I wanted, so of course I didn't overpay for didn't it. Did he say like I can just go dig another? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, mine. Or yeah, dig another. Like that, yeah, or, like uh, natural gas yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I could frack some more. Yeah, I can go frack some more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can make other people's uh, water turn into fire or whatever <laughs> that, but, that probably wouldn't fly today in today's political no climate. no not, no not at all right <laughs> three years ago we were much uh much more P, or much less bc or whatever yeah. but no yeah so he was yeah he would say i just drill another well or whatever yeah and now it was funny because people were saying it was a big deal then that he overpaid but now you get you know uh, it's almost 
it's almost twice as what Terry Pagula paid for his for the Carolina yeah. Panthers. Well, so he, so what did you say he bought it at? One, one point four, and they sold it for two point three. I mean, re- respectively speaking, that's not like terribly overpaying. It's not like he paid two billion for one point one. You know what no, I mean? No, exactly. And that was three years ago, man. Yeah. See, that's that's how uh, it's a couple of things. I think it's the fact that NFL franchises just really aren't up for sale that often. Yeah. And people really want them. <laughs> who, who was saying he overpaid? Was it like analysts around the league or was it like fans? Like, like Forbes. Like oh, Forbes okay. like values gotcha. each franchise yeah. in the NFL and every sports league, like the New York Yankees. Well, everything besides New York and L.A. is just flyover anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, right? it doesn't so matter. Yeah. No, no, exactly. Exactly. But, well, unless you're Jerry Jones. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys are worth <laughs> Oh, yeah, in Dallas. Sorry. <laughs> sorry Dallas. Excuse me. <laughs> um, so I just thought that was funny. It was a big thing on Twitter. Um but yeah, so obviously Terry Pagula didn't pay that much, and I'm sure, as you can see, it's worth that much. If he were to sell it right now, he would make you know, yeah, eighty percent or whatever he paid for oh, it. Oh yeah, yep. you know, on top of what he paid for it. So it's just like the time like Ralph Wilson bought the Bills for I believe like twenty five thousand mm. dollars. His family sold it for one point four wow. billion. Yeah. Like you know, fifty years later, it's insane. Talk about a return on investment. Talk about a return on investment. So uh, one of the reasons uh, I wanted to have you on is because you've always been a Sabres fan, Nick. Yeah. But just recently, you became a Bills fan in the middle of the drought. Like mm-hmm. a lot of us became Bills fans, either we were, you know, born into it with family yeah. or whatever, we're from the region. And uh, But you just became one in the middle of like probably one of the worst eras yeah. of, of like being a Bills season. fan. Like, like wait, yeah. nobody on the team was likable. Or you're just like, yeah. It's just depression, just <laughs> yeah. depression, yeah, yeah, yeah. just <laughs> darkness. <laughs> we hated ourselves. We hated our team. No. Um, so you kind of became a fan at this point of a very low point which is you know you obviously weren't a bandwagon fan for sure for, you that, say that, that i could definitely say i'm not a bandwagon <laughs> fan <laughs> but i I love hearing like these origin stories so so tell me exactly like how did you become a bills fan yeah well like many things sports in my life it all started like you said with the sabers um i've been a huge sabers fan for a really long time and uh you know as i started my my full-time job after college um you know, I, I wanted to listen to, um, about the Sabres. I wanted to hear people talk about the Sabres. I want to hear what people were saying about the Sabres, what people were thinking about the Sabres. And so naturally you gravitate to WGR and like the Buffalo sports, sports talk and everything. And, uh, it's inevitable not to hear Bill's talk when you listen to that stuff. Like they're almost synonymous. So I would slowly start to get invested out here, little things. And I'm like, all right, well, now I would get excited with them a little bit. So I'm like, all right, well now I got to check out the game on Sunday. And then I slowly found myself starting to get more and more invested in the team, like watching, like caring more. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I I just bought a bills t-shirt. I guess I'm a bills fan now. (laughs) And then, um, kind of going back to the conversation we were just having where, you know, the Pagulas bought the bills. Well, they had already owned the Sabres. So now they're pretty much one giant organization. They rolled out that whole one Buffalo kind of thing. And, uh, I kind of bought into it. I liked, I liked that whole community. And then I started going to Bill's games. I start to get familiar with the Bill's mafia and I'm like, this is awesome. And then these are my people. These are my people. (laughs) Like, I like all these people. Like these are, they're cool. And I have a ton of friends who are already Bill's fans. So now I was all part of their group. And, um, I've always liked sports. Like I wasn't, it's not like I was, I was not a football fan. I just didn't have a team that I rooted for. Um, and now, now I do, which was, which was awesome. So I came in, you know, I think. Was it three years ago? Four years ago? Yeah, it's a l- maybe a little bit more than that. It was right before the uh, 
it was like between the Fitz and the EJ Manual transition, <laughs> like right in there, which is arguably some of the worst, like the, the deepest well, deepest pits of uh, the drought. Like everyone's just like, well, we're never winning anything, so it's fine. <laughs> I'd argue that that was the peak of quarterbacking in Buffalo Bills history, <laughs> EJ Manuel oh, really? and oh, Ryan okay. Fitzpatrick. Right. I mean, right up there with Trent Edwards and J.P. Lawsman, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, which we'll get into quarterbacking in a little bit. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I appreciate that, honestly. Like, it, it takes one thing. Like, you, you look at Patriots fans now. Yeah. And if you're, like, your age and you become a Patriots fan, it's like, well, you're just a bandwagon fan. Like, yeah. even if you're not. Yeah. Even if you really truly enjoy the team, or you might have liked them even before Tom Brady, yeah. like you're just considered a bandwagon fan. You are the exact opposite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is there an exact opposite of a bandwagon? <laughs> you are that we person. Got a, we got to coin a phrase okay. by the end of the episode of the exact opposite of a bandwagon. Like instead of hitching yourself to a bandwagon, you yeah. just throw yourself from a train or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> a train going from something completely positive and happy, and you just throw yourself off. Of yeah, it's like the meat wagon, you know, like in medieval days, just yeah. wheeling carts of dead people, and you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna jump. I'm just gonna jump on. <laughs> Maybe it'll work out. <laughs> like Monty Python. Yeah. Um, but so, so your Bills fan, sorry, do you want to add more to that? No, I mean, yeah, now, now I think, you know, I'm, I'm so invested in both uh, Buffalo sports franchises. Like, I, I can't go back. Like, like I, when I was really young, I used to be like a Broncos fan because, you know, they were amazing and, like, John Elway, John Elway was amazing. And, um, you know, if if the Bills ever, like, I don't know if they did something to make me hate them. I don't think I could root for another team. Like it's just part of like my essence now. It's like, ah, oh, well, I got to root for, I got to root for Buffalo. I got to root for Western New York. You know what course, I mean? Like, of course. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So, so let's talk draft. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What did you think of the draft? The bills, obviously first day they drafted Josh Allen, Tremaine Edmonds. When you came to work the next day, what were your thoughts on that? pick it's particularly josh allen i think universally everyone really likes tremaine edmonds so i yeah. won't even discuss that pick but what do yeah. you think of the josh allen pick hated it hated it <laughs> come on say hated it hated it yeah. um i've since cooled off on it but um you know i i was never a fan of the sentiment where you're going to pick a quarterback based on the type of weather you have in your city um and we heard that a lot through the whole draft process and talking about quarterbacks is like well josh allen's got a big arm and he can throw in the weather and that whole thing i um, loathe entirely with my whole being. I just don't think you should draft a quarterback based on the weather of your city. Like, yeah. does it play a big factor? Yeah. Are we worse? Uh, are we, do we live in Antarctica? No. <laughs> no. We live in Western New York. We're not yeah. any worse than like Chicago or Buffalo or uh, Green Bay, rather. Yeah. And, you know, so I think, you know, and, and coming out initially, he had the lowest completion percentage stats. Um, and I kind of want, I kind of want more of a, a flashier offense. I want a guy who can who can thread the needles, and and I, and I want to see something something we haven't seen in Buffalo for a while. And I know I'm, I'm a relatively new fan compared to a lot of your listeners out there, mm-hmm. but I've watched football enough to know like what the Bills' kind of um, mo is when it comes to playing football. And I want something different. I didn't want to run heavy offense because it's going to snow in January or something like that. Like I you said, want something exciting. I want something exciting. Yeah, I want I want to I want to enjoy watching my favorite team. You want to see the Bills air it out. You want to see long passes. You yeah. want to see... See, now that's what... Because you haven't been a fan since, you know, you were younger and you didn't live through the Jim Kelly days and you didn't see, like, Jim Kelly bombing it to Andre Reid yeah. and James Lofton and Don yeah. Beebe. Like, the good days. So so I think that's impressive that you even want that 
even though you haven't seen that, but you've yeah. seen other teams. You've seen Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You've seen almost every, literally almost every other team do that. Yeah, like I said, I ha- I, it's not like I wasn't watching football before that. I was like, I was still watching it. You know what I mean? I was, I was still watching it on Sundays. And so you see all these great quarterbacks. And like even last year, like you, you watch Carson Wentz play and you're just like, uh, Jeez, yeah. you're like, uh, what's that like? What's the hell like? <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh-huh. but no, so like I came into work the next day and I'm just like grumpy. You know, I think oh, I've yeah. ever read all the other oh, Bills yeah. fans in the office grumpy they're just like mm-hmm. oh i can't believe they pass up like rosen or whatever yeah. you know what i mean just yeah. because he he voices his opinion a little bit more than other the other quarterbacks you know what i mean yeah but um you know since i, I I'm, I'm cooled on it now um i don't want this kid you know i'm not gonna like root against this kid like he's on our team now you know he's on a team that i like so i want him to do amazing i want him to prove everybody wrong so mm-hmm. i hope he does mm-hmm you know, you know, I really try to think about because I was very low. Uh, I was super grumpy. Yeah. I think that would be an accurate assessment for <laughs> a lot of Buffalo Bills fans. We were very grumpy. Yeah. And I keep trying to think of like logically why that is, mm-hmm. because I've never seen a Wyoming game personally. Right. And I've never seen a UCLA game personally. I'm right. just not that big into college football. Right. And, and I don't know. I'm sure there are a lot of people that are. Yep. I, I think it's tough to do NFL and college football, to be honest. But, I, I would agree. Yeah. But um. So I'm thinking in my head, like, why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. And I and I know on GR, they were, like, really, really down on Josh Allen. Yeah. Like, I mean, the day before the draft, I was listening, and they were saying, you know, if Josh Allen is picked when Josh Rosen is on the board, I'm just going to – like, Jeremy was talking about that. And I completely get that. You know, I'm not – but, like, that just forms your own opinion. Yes. Because because if and so it's so it's that so I'm like I'm like I'm yeah. like trying to like you know uh, crime scene it like why yeah. am I feeling this way yeah. so so I'm also thinking one of the big reasons along with that is because Josh Allen represents a lot of the things that we've had in quarterbacks that have failed over the last twenty years For or whatever sure. mm-hmm. since Jim Kelly yeah. so you have a guy with a big arm who's unpolished okay right. so that's like um, EJ Manuel yeah EJ Manuel had a rocket for an arm but couldn't put it into the spots that he needed to. Right. Uh, and he's six foot five. DJ Manuel is six foot five. You know, you have guys that you have guys that have come on this team that have had, you know, cannons like JP Lawsman, mm-hmm. even Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. But then like for some reason all these guys end up turtling. Yep. And they're just afraid to throw the ball. And they've all been kind of high risk, high reward, like boomer bus guys, right? Uh, yes. All and of I, them. And I think I think a lot of people were like, all right, now we're in an opportunity where we can move up in the draft. We can draft a surefire pick, someone who who we don't have to think of as a boomer bust. We we know we know what their 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 skill level is. We know what their talent level is. Now they can just play, and if they succeed, great. You know, if they fail, well, okay. You know, but but at least we know, like the base that we start at isn't so divisive. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. And we we still pick the boomer bust guy. Yeah, and, exactly. And I think a lot of people are like, well. <laughs> You know, we, we just wanted a surefire. We wanted a lock and pick. You know what yes. I mean? Like it would have been amazing if we were in the Jets position and we just got Sam Darnold I know. at three. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, and I don't think Brandon Bean expected that. I don't think he expected the Jets to to move up higher than them or whatever uh, to get to. It was three, right? It was yeah, three. it was yep. three. Um, but it happened. And uh, yeah, and now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so it's really interesting. So I think that's one of the reasons. So it's it's not only the fact that he was unpolished; it's the fact that you know he. I think he re, he reminds us a lot of these quarterbacks that have failed, which isn't fair to him. In in no, it's not because yeah, it's, yeah. he's not any of these guys. He wasn't any of these guys. He wasn't J.P. Lawsman. Right. He wasn't you know Trent Edwards or or whoever Ryan right. Fitzpatrick. And I, he, and I don't think those tweets that came out right before the draft help 
either. You know what I mean? No. Like we already had questions to begin with about the kid and we're hearing big pundits being like, Oh yeah, they're definitely drafting Josh Allen tonight. And we're like, just, uh, we're oh. going home frustrated as it is. Yeah. And then you're like tweet stuff and like, are we drafting the right guy? And you know what I mean? And you're like, so this guy had all these question marks about his playing ability and yeah. he's also a racist and yeah. might have, you know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, so I, I don't know. I mean, I don't see, do the tweets really bother you? Because to me, it's kind of like, well, you know, he was a kid. I mean, you're 15, 14, 15, figuring yeah. out the internet. Like yes. he might say some stupid stuff. Yeah. I, they, they don't really bother me personally. Like if he were to tweet those a month ago, I would have a problem with it. But like you said, if he was 15 or 16, kids are stupid. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of growth that happens between 16 and 20, <laughs> 21. Yeah. Then between 21 and 27. Yeah, like, exactly. There's, so there's, much. There's so much more growth. So I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt on it. Yeah. Um, it's like literally like lifetimes almost between yes. 16 and 21 and then like 21 really and 27 is. and like 35, yeah. you know, like you, as I, I think of stuff that I posted on MySpace yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid and it was like, that was so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I would oh, yeah. never ever say that yep. now. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like embarrassing to even think like about it. Or yeah. whatever they call it, you know, where you just tweet something really cryptic and you're like, what's that about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You ever look at like your yearbook quote back oh, in the I day? Oh, I hate my yearbook quote. Um, <laughs> what did you write? What did you it's write? It's uh, it's a quote from Incubus. It's uh, w- uh, whenever tomorrow comes, I'll be there. From uh, that one Incubus song, I hate it. It's like nails on chalkboard. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, no, it that, means that quote sucks. <laughs> what was I doing? Was this was there a hidden meaning behind that, or you're just like I'm just? No, I think I was trying to be cool because. I think if I remember correctly, I was like dating a girl in high school and she's like, Hey, we're both going to college. Let's break up. And I'm like, no, I don't want to break up. But in, in retrospect, that's like the smartest move. Like she was like, so, like I give her a lot of credit. She was like the smartest move you could ever do. But now, so I'm like all like angsty and I'm like, well, I gotta, I gotta look cool now. So yeah, like yeah. Eh, whatever, come, whatever. Tomorrow comes, I'll be there. That's whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, I love that we talked about that because mine was like totally towards an ex-girlfriend too. <laughs> I totally wrote, what was it, a bare naked ladies quote. It was like, uh, dude, this this girl, my chicken first... Chicken the, the Chinese chicken, right? That was it. <laughs> it was the first uh, like serious girlfriend I had when I was like a junior or whatever. And she like dumped me for a kid that was like in college. Yeah. <laughs> and she was younger than me. So she was a sophomore when I was a junior. So yeah. like it was like there was really awkward like... You know, senior year where like she was around... And it was just like... Uh, I, I Just some bare naked ladies quote something about I told you so or something. Okay, yeah. And it's like, man, why didn't I say something about something other than just her? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like some yeah. cryptic message, like yeah. she even cared. Like even if she read it, she'd be like, what a loser. Yeah. <laughs> Who says that about me? Like I'm totally <laughs> over you. I'm dating this college guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's funny. <laughs> it's funny, man. See, we share more than just the bills. We share our, right. our teenage angst. <laughs> that's right. Yes, lots of teenage angst. Dude, what were we even talking? Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, Josh Allen. <laughs> um, so... So, like you, I think I'm definitely willing. I mean, you have to at this point. Yeah. You have to be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I want him to. I want him to go out there and prove everyone wrong. Like, I don't. I don't see why you would want to root not for that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And uh, I remember seeing or hearing about. Um, it was either an interview on um, some sports talk show about Josh Allen, or it was an article I read. I can't remember. But uh, they were comparing, you know, the types of plays he was running, kind of who was surrounding him on the team. And, uh, you know, some people were making the argument like guys like Baker Mayfield, they had a better, he had better insulation. He had better receivers. He had better guys on the team that yep. may, said they might've made him look better, um, than maybe 
you know, he's pro- he's still probably really good. He's probably going to be amazing. Yeah. But uh, he might have looked even better because he had better players around him. And Josh Allen being at Wyoming, I don't think their program is as strong as like the other the other programs. So, you know, I don't. He, they were making the argument that the offense they were running was maybe a pro style offense. Josh Allen was doing um, was was making throws that were harder to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that might have dropped his completion percentage, which I'm willing to accept as maybe a truth. Yeah, I maybe. Don't know. I haven't exactly. done the research, so I can't. You exactly. Know, but that's that's what I heard, and I'm like, okay, I could kind of see that. So there might be some hope there. You know, the Bills haven't drafted a guy like with, with this high, a guy that was actually like ranked this high. The last time the Bills drafted a guy in the first round, it was uh, EJ Manuel, and he mm-hmm. was given a third round grade by a lot of different pundits out there. Yeah. Now you have Josh Allen, some someone that people say is a number one overall pick, yeah. and some people are saying like a middle of first round or second round. I don't right? know if he's a number one overall well, pick. Well, I mean, you had Mel Kuyper saying that he was the best quarterback in the draft and stuff like that. So so people, so people, at least people were saying that. People do believe that one way yeah. or another. At, yeah. least, at least we have that. Yeah, because at least because when EJ Manuel was drafted, it was very head scratching. Mm-hmm. And I remember being at the time being like, they can have their pick of, you know, they trade it back. They can still get the quarterback they want. They get an extra second round pick, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then they picked EJ Manuel. I'd be like, this guy wasn't supposed to go in the first two rounds. Like, why are they picking him? But regardless, I mean, I, I'm really interested to see. And I and I try to look at it from like I was saying, like, why, like, why didn't I like Josh Allen before? And what have I heard about him that's been really bad? And it's like, well, I could say something negative about all the quarterbacks taken. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like at least, at least, um, Josh Allen, like scored the highest on the Wonderlick test, okay. which isn't a direct indication of how smart you are, right? but it's better to have a good score than a bad score. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, would yeah. you rather have that or Lamar Jackson's 13? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Lamar Jackson can do amazing things. But what if he's really not intelligent, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he can't pick up an NFL offense. That's true. I mean, I, I saw a lot of Browns fans um, on Twitter saying, like, Baker Mayfield's like the second coming of Johnny, Johnny Manziel. Manziel. Exactly. And I go, you just drafted Baker Mayfield number one. Like, <laughs> I'd be ecstatic. I know. I know. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't think that's fair either. So, I, exactly. so we, we were talking about earlier about, like, not being fair comparing Josh Allen to other quarterbacks the Bills have had. Yeah. I don't think Baker Mayfield is Johnny Menzel. You can't say that. I don't think so either. Just no, like I hated, I hated the comparison of, say, quarterbacks from California can't make it. Okay. It's like, yeah. well, just because they haven't doesn't mean that they can't. Right. A lot of them, you know, right. from USC or whatever. For sure. For sure. You know, and that's that's just not a fair comparison. Um, now the rumor has it that the Cardinals were going to take Josh Allen. Um, how do you feel about that? It makes me happier. It makes me yeah. think that a lot of other teams thought better. Again, I always ask why didn't I like Josh Allen Morris? Cause I listened to WGR all the time, <laughs> you know, like literally yes. cause I don't watch college football enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, we had Zach sheets on the podcast and we were in our pre-draft edition and he was talking about the fact that he really liked, he, he's very frustrating, but he's very, he, he makes amazing throws too. Okay. Uh, Josh Allen that is. Yeah. And, you know, all, all the people are saying, you know, uh, the talent around him, the talent around him. It's like, well, how about the Senior Bowl? How come that doesn't mm. count? The Senior Bowl has the best seniors in the country. Right. And when he had that, um, his completion percentage was almost 70%, and he threw for 150 yard, yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he looked great in that game. Yeah. And also, that doesn't include the rushing stats, which he, he was very good at running the ball. Mm. And I guess what I look at and the, what I come away with is that the Bills can build a franchise like the Steelers built up with Big Ben. Okay. When Big Ben was a rookie, they won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they run it based on more of a running game and a pass as you need to. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And and then eventually he developed into an amazing passer and a guy that was big and could stand in the pocket. And, okay. you know, they built a team around him. Okay. And I see that with the Buffalo Bills doing that. I mean, they have a good they they can they can have a good run game. Um, they don't have amazing weapons, but they have okay weapons enough to get through. Yeah. And if they have a great defense, which they invested a lot into the defenses offseason, whether it was draft picks or um, free agency, right? Then this could be a better defense. So you're talking about a possibly better running game with a better offensive coordinator, a better defense, and a quarterback like Josh Allen. And we haven't even gotten into this, A.J. McCarron, which I'm not willing to write off A.J. McCarron at all. Neither am I. Neither am I. I <laughs> yeah. mean, a lot of people out there are saying, you know, his ceiling isn't very high. I don't know. I, I kind of would. How do we know? We, we don't know. He's been sitting behind Andy Dalton. Exactly. And, and that's a lot of people's argument. Well, he's sitting behind Andy Dalton. So he must not be that good because a lot of people don't like Andy Dalton. Except um, except A.J. McCarron almost won a playoff game, whereas Andy Dalton's never won a playoff game. Like, <laughs> if, if not for a freakish uh, Jeremy Hill fumble, yeah. A.J. McCarron would have the only Bengals winning playoff game in like the last 20 years or whatever you know and i, and I don't want to jinx this but like i'm hoping that like aj mccarran comes out and is amazing and lights it up yes and then we have josh allen behind him and he ends up being amazing and yeah. then we have that's a good problem to have i would love to be in that situation absolutely i don't know if that's going to happen if i can get one or the other if i can get aj mccarran's garbage and josh allen's proves everyone wrong great yeah. if i can get josh allen's garbage and aj mccarran proves to be amazing i'm also super happy like i i just want one of those to happen exactly I mean? we just want one yeah we just want one. <laughs> and then nathan peterman's like the wild card yeah yeah he's like charlie in the always do, sunny do he's you, just the wild card do you think they kind of ruined uh like nathan peterman a little bit like by having him play in that game and he ended up getting five interceptions do you think he it's going to take him a while to get back to a good a good confidence level where he can play play well he did okay in the snow game yeah, um, yeah, he did. He consi- did. Considering the the weather, the and weather, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, granted, I just bitched about. I mean, the he did. He did great in every. I mean, I wouldn't say great. He did he, well enough in every game he stepped in for, yes, minus yes, that Chargers I mean. game. Yeah. Um. So it was good to see him actually um succeed mm-hmm. somewhat in that Colts game. Yeah. Um. I'm not really. I'm not ready to write him off at all. I wasn't ready to write off yeah. Tyrod Taylor, and even though he was just, you know, he was a, a shadow of himself. Yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 it can't hurt. Yeah. So you have, you have Josh Allen, the big arm, elite talent, not sculpted into what he needs to be, mm-hmm. to be a franchise quarterback. And now you have AJ McCarron, who's honestly a little bit different than Josh Allen. in the fact that he's more accurate, he came out of college being more accurate. Okay. He came out of college in a better understanding of offenses and pro style concepts and making some short to intermediate throws. And also, um, he sat four years behind Andy Dalton. So he yep. understands an NFL offense. It won't be too quick for him. Mm-hmm. In his limited experience as a Bengals starter for the five games or so, he's proven to be pretty good, pretty yeah. decent. Yep. Um, so I'm I'm excited about um, E.J. McCarron. I know a lot of Bills fans are probably rolling their eyes at that and saying he does. I, I think he has a chance. Yeah. And all you need to do, especially, so you have one end of the spectrum and the other end. Mm-hmm. And people always talk about, like you said, Andy Dalton. He couldn't get uh, past Andy Dalton. It's like, well, you know, Andy Dalton was probably going to be the starter. They were paying him $20 million a year. Right. So um, there weren't a whole lot of chances to get ahead of him. Right. And... They were kind of committed to him financially, so they, they were need, committed to him they, financially. They needed, they needed to play him first, exactly. And you know, there are situations, and and they wanted to keep him. Like the Bengals wanted to keep AJ McCarron, yeah. Because when the injury settlement came, 
um, that actually granted him his free agency, but the Bengals didn't want to. They, they wanted him to become a free agent. They mm-hmm. wanted to keep him. Mm-hmm. So that's a sign right there that obviously he's decent, or else they would just draft a guy in the seventh round and be like, "You can be the backup." Yeah. You know, they they saw something in this. The Cleveland Browns wanted to trade for him. Hugh Jackson wanted him. I mean, there's a lot of signs saying that this guy could have been something or could be something. Mm. So I'm really not ready to write him off at all. And it sounds like he's got a great work ethic. Yeah, and he's a leader. And he was at Alabama, one of the most one of the premier quarter or I'm sorry, college football teams in the NFL for the last ten years. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm not ready to write him off. I'm really excited to see what he's going to do, but I love the fact that they have Josh Allen also. Yep. So it could be one or the other. Like you said, best case scenario, you you have two guys that are great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Worst case scenario is everyone sucks. (laughs) That is, yeah. Everyone sucks, but we've been through that. Would you be surprised? (laughs) Uh, Here's to hoping. Spoken like a true Bills fan. (laughs) So like a true Bills fan. Dude, you've only been a Bills fan for a few years. You can't talk like that. I know. Um, but I'm, what's, I'm naturally pessimistic, so it's fine. <laughs> but what's nice is you've also seen the Bills come out of the drought within your fandom. That was great. Um, I, you know what? I don't think we've really talked about um, that whole playoff playoff birth for the Bills. I, 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 I remember you had the episode. Uh, I listened to it. It was a great episode. I think uh, you really captured uh, a lot of what we were feeling. I mean, that was that was that was a great couple hours there. That yeah. right before New Year's Eve. Yep. You know, right on New Year's Eve, right before the the ball dropped. It was it was awesome. I it think awesome. That, I think that's one of the moments that like you kind of remember. You know yeah. where you were, what you were doing. Isn't yes. that crazy? It is crazy. It was it's very <laughs> surreal. I remember waking up on New Year's Day and going like, shit, the Bills, the Bills made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. You didn't know you didn't know what to feel at the moment because you're like, yeah. Like this is real, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we can just enjoy this, and yeah. you, and you enjoyed it at the time, and yeah. Um, we'll, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more because we have more to talk about. Sure, that. But yeah. as far as the draft goes, I mean, was there a pick that was your favorite um, out of all of them? Um, you know, I I can't say that I know a lot of the about a lot of the prospects that were that were picked, mm-hmm. but um, after watching some highlights of that uh, Tremaine Edmonds kid, uh, I'm a big fan of like strong defenses. Like I like. Um, like roaming safeties and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. uh, like, you know, so to get a guy like that, watching some of his highlights and him just like crushing people, uh, you know, I, th- I thought that was, I thought that's a good pick. And it seemed like everyone, it was a well-received pick. He moved up, moved, mm-hmm. they moved up in the draft to get him. Mm-hmm. Um, they trade some more capital away, which, you know, depends on who you ask. That's, you know, good or bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I mean, he's a young kid. He's, he's a, big kid and uh yeah I'm huge hope, i'm hoping to see like good, great things out of him so yeah i really like that pick yeah okay cool yeah that's i mean pretty much the same thing yeah. I mean, and he's young he's yeah. so young and he could be literally the franchise middle linebacker for this i mean for if, sure. he, if he yeah. continues on the path that he's going on which there's no reason to think he won't i mean he's not a flash in the pan yep uh his his statistics are off the chart he's young He's mature. I mean, there's just so much like about him. So, uh, as far as being a Bills fan, what's one thing that you didn't like about last season that you would like to change or see different this season? Um, you know, I thought the the run game took a little bit of a hit uh, last season. Um, I remember, you know, a couple seasons ago, I think LaShawn McCoy had a really good year. Yeah. Um, I like to see them get back to that a little bit. Um, just have a more balanced offense. Not to say that their passing game was great, but <laughs> if we can get a more balanced offense and then maybe get someone behind. I know we got Chris Ivory. Um, 
or I know the Bills drafted Chris Ivory. I gotta stop saying we. I have a bad habit of doing that. They signed um, Chris Ivory. That's they, right. They signed Chris Ivory. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see them get a, a suitable backup. Yes. For their for their star running back. Yes. Someone who can, who's actually serviceable. Someone who can actually do something. I think they're gonna find an undrafted guy somehow. But yeah. Yeah. But um, it would have been nice. Going back to the draft, I I think we've been waiting for this for a few years. Is a drafted running back to take over for LaShawn McCoy when he's done because yeah. we know the end is coming. I mean, it's, oh, it's yeah. inevitable. Yes, yes. He is turning 30 this year, and we know that there's a huge drop-off yep. with all running backs. I mean, luckily, luckily LaShawn McCoy is a kind of running back that doesn't take a lot of hits mm-hmm. because he usually finds a way to get out of bounds or whatever. Right. He's very smart about that. Right. But you still need to groom someone behind him because you know that the end is eventually coming. Yes. And even though he's elite, he won't be elite forever. Yep, yep. I'd also like to see them, for something to improve on, next year you'd like to see them utilize a tight end a little bit more yeah. in the offense um you know you watch teams like you know i, was, I watched a lot of minnesota last year um with uh rudolph mm-hmm. and uh in Thielen, right and Thielen, Thielen, well yeah Thielen is yeah yeah yep and uh they're like go-to guys you know what i mean and then uh you know even a couple from a couple years ago like jimmy graham like for the for the seahawks like how how russell wilson utilizes jimmy graham you know what i mean uh, or utilize jimmy graham um the Bills, I kind of yeah. want that for the Bills. You know, I want that guy. I want that that player. The Bills have completely underutilized Charles yeah. Clay the last three years that they've had him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I mean, it wasn't until last year that Tyrod Taylor fi- finally started looking at him. Yeah, his way just a little bit. Yeah. You know, I I think with this offense, if Josh Allen ends up being the the uh, quarterback, mm-hmm. I think the offense should be built around like seam passes like that. Okay. Like yeah. vertical offense, like things that he would be good at. Which is what Brady does. I mean, Brady will, you know, throw slants to Edelman and, you yeah. know, Amendola all day. Oh, yeah. And then he'll throw over the top to Gronk down the seam, you know? And yep. it's just, the Bills need to somehow take advantage of that. For sure. So. For sure. Okay, so so we talk about the Bills. Um, speaking of the Bills, um, previous to you uh, coming on board, so you're actually also the graphic designer of the podcast, <laughs> um, just by accident, honestly, Um but Re- recreational rec- graphics. recreational yeah, yeah this isn't your profession but but you're very good at it so so you took um i asked you to come up with something for our logo so previous f- to, to myself talking to you yeah uh, we had a very simplistic logo it was just you know it was circling the wagons it was a bill's logo yeah you know and and a wagon and a gray background and yeah we're like hey this is basically like microsoft paint <laughs> <laughs> like you know and, and and it was the best that we could do because we aren't artists yeah but we're like, you know, let's just now that the the podcast has gotten a lot bigger, yeah, yeah. we've gotten a lot more listeners and downloads and subscribers. I'm like, hey, like let's we we the sound's gotten better, the technology's gotten better, the the product has gotten better. Hopefully, <laughs> us talking about uh, teenage angst in yearbooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we needed a, a an updated logo, and what you did with this is I I gotta say like just impressive because. I mean, you took something that was very simplistic and you kind of made it like badass. So, oh, thanks. So you took um, like basically almost like the Bills logo. Yeah. And you made it into like an angry Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, so so real quick, I'm going to tell the listeners, if you want to check it out, go to tpublic, T-E-E, public.com slash stores slash CTW pod. And that's CTW pod like our uh, Twitter handle. But you guys got to check it out. It's a really cool concept in general. Like even if you, uh, if it wasn't even associated with a podcast, I mean, I, I showed my wife, I'm like, look at, you know, this is what Nick came up with. And she's like, that's the one. 
<laughs> that is the one that you got to go with. It is so cool. So uh, I mean, well, thanks, I mean, man. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Glad, glad you like it. Yeah. I mean, how did you come up with that? Because because it's one thing to have like just the Buffalo Bills logo, which you know it's a two D. Yeah. The side Buffalo charging. I mean, you just took it and you made it like three D. Well, yeah. I mean, I wanted to. You know, when you asked me to do it and work on it, um, I think you already had a good base logo, like Cir- Circling Wagons podcast. There's there's inherent imagery to that, right? So. Um, I just wanted to expand on what you already have because you, I think you built a, a good a good fan base. They know your logo, and uh, you know I think we, we just need. I think you just needed to make it more um, modern. Just, just take take it to the next step. Yeah. Take it to the next level. So that's what I did. So I just wanted to make it more of a three D, more of a thing. So I wanted you know the charging buffalo was definitely something a staple in sports for Buffalo sports. So I wanted to do something with that and then add in your. Um, kind of a moniker or whatever you want yeah. to call it with the wagon. You added a so, wagon to yeah, it. Pre- wagon. It was a yeah, much yeah, better yeah. wagon. than yeah. what we- <laughs> So it's kind of like a ground level, you know, charging Buffalo, <laughs> pulling a wagon kind of thing. Kind of like and- the Oregon trail wagon. I liked it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Circling the wagons. Yeah, man. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So you also, so you did that, which looks amazing. Um, and by the way, at this, at the, uh, at the T public store, you can find it in like shirts or, or, or a coffee mug or whatever. But, like, you know, it's like, whatever, that's our fan logo. Like, we'll throw that up there. But what you really created, which I think Bill's fans are really going to like, we collaborated on this, was the end of the drought graph. Mm. Now, when the Bills um, finally, we just talked about it, the end of the drought. Yeah. They made it into the AFC wild card. Um, there was this graph that showed all four teams. It showed the Ravens, the Titans, the Chargers, and the Bills. Yes. And their chances of making the playoffs <laughs> from 4 o'clock till yeah. 7 o'clock. It's a crazy and graph. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And, of course, it um, it starts off with the Bills being, you know, like lower half of, you know, and then yep. all of a sudden, like, having no chance, basically, yes. until that 51-yard bomb from Andy Dalton to Tyler Boyd. Yep. And then the Ravens lost and the Bills got in. And so right. it's such a it's such a great graph. It's iconic. <laughs> so what did you why don't you talk about what you did? So so you took that graph, but you made it, you enhanced it. Yeah. So um I mean we're that chart, that graph is very Bill specific. I don't think any other team cares about that graph except for <laughs> Bills fans. No. It's iconic. And it 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 is iconic. So um you, you gotta make you got I ha- so I had to make it stand out. So you know, I made the the bills line on the on the graph just real big, so you, so you know which ones the bill is particular. Bold, yeah, very bold. And then uh, you know, I I just took the other the other teams and I just made them very faint. So I kind of brought the bills line to the foreground a little bit. And then uh, you know, other than that, it was just like simple improvements on on what the graph because a lot of those statistical programs that kind of graph and chart that kind of stuff. This is very basic. It's like doing an Excel, nothing special. Yeah. So you know, it it was pretty simple just to to put some uh pretty stuff on there make it look make it look good and uh and wear it as a shirt yeah that'd be sweet it looks i mean it's it's something that i actually i printed out and i framed and and it's something that people if you if you want check it out like you can frame it um on the website but i mean it's something that i mean you'll never forget and then on the top unlike the the original um graph you wrote the end of the drought Twelve thirty one seventeen yes. because that's the date you'll always remember. Yes, the point. So like your kids will look at it or you're like, "What is that?" Yeah. And you're like, "Well, that was the year." Yeah, they ended the drought. What's the drought? You know, you'll be like, "Listen, it was this terrible, terrible time." Yeah, as a Bills fan, and we ended it, and we're on to a new, new start, a new yep. beginning. Yeah. So I loved, I love the fact that you did it. You did a great job with it. Um, I'm gonna post it 
on um, T Public after this podcast. Um, and also, um, so anything we post um, after this podcast is actually like it's I don't know it's like thirty percent off as soon as you post it. And oh, T Public cool. is actually doing a sale uh, May sixteenth uh, to May twentieth. They're doing a site wide sale. Um, so if you want to check out any of the stuff there on our on our podcast or anything else on the site, it's a pretty sweet site actually. Um, check it out there. And then the May 26th to May 28th, there's a Memorial Day flash sale. And then, so so you have, so we have our logo, mm-hmm. which is pretty badass. We have the end of the drought graph, yeah. which is pretty sick. Um, I really want to get that in a coffee mug. <laughs> and then also um, we have this this Hall of Famers banner. Yeah. So this was something that um, I went to the Andre Reid induction ceremony in Canton. Mm-hmm. So Andre Reid in 2014 was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He had been log jammed to try to get in for like seven years. It was ridiculous. He was the last uh, player from the Super Bowl era, yep. for the Bills Super Bowl era, to get into the Hall of Fame. And I remember with buddies of mine and buddies of buddies, and it was like, you know, we got to do this um, because we don't know. We got to go there. We got to enjoy this because we don't know when it's going to happen again. No, yeah. And what's crazy is I literally don't know when it's going to happen again. And it's sad to think that. I mean, hopefully it's either McCarran or, or yeah, Allen. Yeah, or Allen. <laughs> you know, it's hopefully probably not going to be McCoy because he didn't play he long was, enough. He was mostly, he's going to be an eagle. I, it's going to be a while. I guess that's the point is it's not going to be anytime soon. Right. So when I was there, I found this, uh, the NFL was selling this um, this um, Bills banner. They were selling them for all the teams that, had players that made it into the Hall of Fame. So that that weekend, Michael Strahan had got in, so they had all the Giants players in a banner, right. all their numbers and the years they got into the Hall of Fame. Well, I bought one for like 60 bucks, Jeez. and I still have it. It's a ridiculous amount of money for just like <laughs> names and numbers, right? Yeah. Yep. It's all it is, yep. and it's in felt and whatever. But what I asked you to do was basically create that banner, that Hall of Fame Bills banner, yeah. except better. And you did a <laughs> much better job. <laughs> like, you, you talk about that. No because offense whoever designed that banner, by the way. <laughs> Some kid Just in India. Not the best. Not the best. <laughs> Some sweatshop. Yeah, yeah. you know, it was, <laughs> like, you could tell. Like, they basically, like, they had it set, like, two names ago, and then they just, like, threw in some names. Yeah, it looked like they patched names on after the fact. So they had, you know, a handful of names on there, and they go, oh, somebody else got inducted. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. let's just sew this on real quick after the fact. <laughs> Different color stitching. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, you could tell it didn't match, but that's okay. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. of course, yeah. I mean, they're, they're just, and they made a ton of money off yeah. of it, so why oh, not? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was so. Not only do I want, like, as Bills fans or podcast listeners, to provide you with something, you know, that's interesting, but something that you would like, that I would like, that yeah. I've obviously bought, and which I'm going to get in a different version. It's a much better version. So I thought this was interesting. Hopefully, you guys like it. Um, check it out again. Like I said, tpublic.com/store/ctwpod. We're working on other images and other cool Bill swag and. And artwork that uh, I think you guys are really going to like just because, I mean, we like it and we're Bills fans. And it's it's a totally, you know, we have a vested interest. But, I mean, it's just kind of cool. Like, I'd be proud to wear this around or to have it on a mug or to show people. And uh, and I've seen it, you know, different versions of, like, the drought graph go along Twitter and it's been super popular. So um, so here's a version. It's it's honestly the best version out there of the drought graph. And, uh, and you can get in different, you can get in a cell phone case. You can get in a Bill's onesie, <laughs> like for a baby. It's pretty, it's there pretty sweet. There's a lot of stuff. You can get it in like wall art and canvas print or even in like tapestry, like flags, you know, yeah. like, a, like a whole, like three by three foot by five foot flag of the end of the drought. So, um, 
so yeah, there's there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, we are going to do a portion of the proceeds each month of of these sales to go to charity. Um, I think we're gonna do Hunter's Hope at least right now since it's an obvious one. It's a bills related charity. It's Jim Kelly. It's it's a great cause. It's for children. It's for diagnosing illnesses early so that they can uh, they can live happier and fuller lives. Um, is named after Jim Kelly's son Hunter. You know, and uh, who. Um, unfortunately passed away, but, you know, and Jim Kelly's going through his battle, which we're obviously hoping, you know, uh, hoping he comes out on top just like he did last time. Yeah. So, um, so I think we're going to start off with there as a proceeds from each of these sales, which we don't get a lot. Trust me. It's not like it's a lot that, but it's more for you guys as fans to be able to get this stuff. And, uh, but any, a portion of everything that we will make, we'll go to a charity for the Bills Foundation every month. And that's our promise to you guys. Um, but if you have any suggestions for like cool ideas to, to put on this podcast, ours, I mean, as much of, uh, is it a, a podcast of us and we love talking about the Bills, we're also fans and we're also part of the fan community. I mean, we're not media personalities. So we're just like you guys. If you guys have a suggestion, please email it to us or tweet it at us, um, and we will take it into account and maybe we can make it. I mean, the things that you've done, Nick, I know your profession isn't graphic design, <laughs> but I mean, you wouldn't know it by the, by the quality yeah. of work you do. Like seriously, like it's impressive. And I've had people like try to work on a logo that are like, you know, Photoshop pros and they couldn't do half the things that you've done. So, <laughs> um, anyway, enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Stop pumping my tires. I know, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. I'm done pumping your tires and doing whatever else is, uh, <laughs> so let's talk sabers now. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So, um, I'm not as big of a Sabres fan. Honestly, I didn't, I went to UB, so I didn't become even remotely a Sabres fan until I went to college and I met a lot of Sabres fans and I became friends with a lot of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I followed them like on and off just kind of, and then also the thing is I'm a cheap bastard. I don't have cable, <laughs> so I can't watch. You're the not Sabres missing game. out on anything. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it kind of makes me feel better. Like I haven't the last four seasons or yeah. so I haven't, I haven't missed a whole hell of a lot, but, um, but recently, the Sabers won the lottery. Yes, this is the first time they finished last in the NHL, um, and they've won the lottery in the last because yes. they've finished Ooh. last three of the last four seasons, right? Uh, I think something like that. Yeah, but yeah. they've only won the lottery once, so they've, this is right. It's kind of a well, big deal. Well, they've they, they've won it back in the seventies. Okay, um, so this is the first time in a very long time. I think since the modern. We'll call it the modern oh, yeah. tank era, <laughs> the, the MTE. Yep. Since the MTE, uh, they haven't uh, they haven't won um, the lottery. So this is this is huge. They're gonna get um, they're gonna get seemingly Rasmus Dahlin, who, um, who is this big time Swedish defenseman. Who you know uh, Ray Ferraro from TSN has said he defends like Lindstrom and skates like Carlson. Um, that's huge. If you're a hockey fan, that that's going to make, I you know shiver. both of those names. So yeah. that sounds good. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah. I think, I think Craig button, take it, take it as you will. He said he will do for you on defense. What Connor McDavid did, does for you on offense. Oh hell yeah. Um, you can't help, but just get super excited. And this seems like this is coming at the perfect time because you know, the Sabres drafted Eichel, they got Brennan Gooley, they got middle stat. They're kind of forming this new core. It sounds like maybe one of two O'Reilly or Reinhardt will most likely get traded at some point. Um, we'll see what happens. But they're developing this new younger core, and I think they're building it around Eichel. Now they get Darlene, who can be an anchor point in the back, on the back end for defense for them. Um, Which defense was a need, right? Correct me yes, if I'm Yes, and that's I'm where wrong. Kyle was going with it. They, they needed defense help 
badly. And I know, you know, GM Jason Botterill or Bottrell, however you say it, um, you know, he tried to revamp some of the defensive core last year, last season. And uh, he signed some guys that, you know, we kind of went into the season thinking, you know, they could make it a a significant improvement and they didn't. Um, And that's okay. Um, Sometimes you miss on those guys and that's fine. Um, But now that with, with Darlene coming in, um, we and again we haven't drafted anybody yet, but mm-hmm. it's it's pretty much a given. I was going to ask you: guy. is it is there any way that they would ever draft anyone else but Dali? Th- this like he's is, a consensus number one, yeah, right? Th- yes, oh for sure. In this draft specifically, yes, he is. Okay, um, it's not like the um, McDavid year where it was like McDavid and Eichel, and or mm-hmm. or even the uh, the Sam the Sam year, year, yeah. year, You know, it's like oh, who, you know, they can go in one, two, three, you can yeah. mix and match whatever match. the team thinks. This guy is definitely the consensus number one good. overall pick, and then there's everyone else. Everyone else, good. yeah. And to get a surefire guy like this is huge. Is huge, and I'm I'm super excited. It's, I mean, what they've said about him is that they've compared him to like guys that are. Um, Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers yes. that are currently in this league. Yep. And from what I've heard, the little I've heard is that he's better than them already. Like at his age, he's better age. than they were at that age. Yeah. Like he he's not only good, like he's coachable too. Like he's very smart and he and he works hard and everything yep. like that too. Right. Yeah. I guess they had they had um they had his coach on. He plays, uh, he currently plays on Frölunda in the Swedish Elite League, and uh, uh the Swedish Hockey League. Excuse me. And uh, his coach said that like he has to tell him to stop. Like he's just his work ethic is so great. Like he just he'll keep he'll keep working, working, and you have to force him to stop. You know, working out or skating or you know working on stuff. He's nice. he's got he's got this um, this mentality, this incredible worth work ethic um, that uh, is serving him well so far. And I think even when he played a limited time over here in the uh, in North America on the smaller ice surface. Um, his ability to adapt to the smaller ice surface was amazing. So I don't think we'll have any problem with him stepping in and being having moderate success, at least to start mm-hmm. uh, with the Sabres. With, with a guy like that in defense, um, does it also boost the play of your offense to have a guy that good? For sure, yes. I think people underestimate how, how much of a tool that is. I mean, if you have a guy who can quarterback, um, the you know, kind of be a quarterback back there and just dictate uh, the flow of play, you know what I mean? The, the the pace at it, give good crisp passes out of the gate to your forwards. Um, it's going to help your forwards be more successful. And then you, he's going to be able to give the forward support. So once you enter the offensive zone, he comes up. Now they can dish it back to him, and he can create plays from back there. And I don't think they've really had a guy to do that. I, we thought Ristolainen might be that guy oh, yeah. for a while. Um, he might be a number two guy, a number three guy, I think long term. Um which you need. I mean, yeah, yeah, and that's not that's not any slight to him. Like he could end up being amazing. You know what I mean? I think for the average defenseman or the above average defenseman, he's going to need time, more time to develop. It's a Tyler Meyer situation. Gotcha. He's not as you know. He's not. Eh, I don't know. It depends on who you ask. You know, I, I I'm not at the point with Ristolainen where I was with Tyler Myers before we traded him. Yeah. But now look at Tyler, Tyler Myers. The Winnipeg Jets are in the conference finals. He's playing amazing. Okay. <laughs> you know, he's he just needed ten years. That's all. Just, yeah, and and sometimes that happens with defensemen. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Darlene's probably not going to be that guy. You know, he might come in and have and be pretty good and be one of the better defensemen. He's definitely going to be one of the better. Is he big enough right now, or um, does he need to grow into his body? He needs probably needs to because he's a young. Bit. He's only like eighteen, nineteen, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, he's got. I think he's like six four, two hundred right now. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, so he'll probably get to maybe two twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, by the time he's fully developed. Okay. He's probably, yeah. I mean, he's. I just mean, like, size wise, is he big enough to handle the ice right now? 
Or does he? Oh need... yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. He, he yeah, could. Yeah. He could literally. He doesn't have to go through the HL or the juniors no. or anything. No, like he, he goes. He will, right... he will play for the Sabres day one for day sure. One. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, rumor has it, from what I've heard, is that uh, they've already got Darlene on the on the board in the locker room. It's like oh, they're really? already factoring him in <laughs> for like lineups, lineups for next oh, year. Nice. Yeah, which is awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, if he was if he was born in Canada, he would be the greatest link thing since sliced bread. Since yeah. Connor oh, McDavid. Yeah. Since Connor McDavid. Yeah, the greatest thing since Connor <laughs> McDavid. For sure. Yeah. Like they would they would adore this kid. But you know, he's he's Swedish. Um, so he's not getting as much of the coverage. But the hype is, I think the hype is real and I, I can't wait for the start of hockey season. So how often does it work that, you know, the biggest need that the Sabres have also works into the fact that they won the lottery and they get never. the best player? <laughs> right? It never, never works that way. Because <laughs> um, they've needed defense for like a while. Yes. This isn't new. Yes. Um and there was a couple like even of, even before the tank like right like even before like when yeah. ryan miller was around like their defense was pretty poor yeah it was yeah yeah i think they they missed the, what happened with the sabers was they missed a lot of their draft picks um and what i mean by miss is they picked the wrong guy yeah <laughs> he, he didn't work out yeah. and when you when they don't work out you start to develop gaps and wait that doesn't help you with a franchise it doesn't no. that doesn't lead you to the stanley cup no, no, to, to miss on every single draft yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't get you a super bowl <laughs> <laughs> to miss on quarterbacks or whatever yeah <laughs> and not to say those guys were um terrible they just didn't develop into the players that they originally drafted them for you know what i mean you look at a guy like cody hudson um who was like a 10th 10th overall pick or something like that they traded for him from nashville didn't end up or vancouver excuse me uh-huh. um and didn't end up being much. You know yep. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. So. So, <laughs> um, so, yeah, man. I mean, it, it's always it's always cool when you hear pundits on TV and uh, they're just, like, kind of laughing because they don't know what to say because he's, like, so good. They're, so, like, yeah. he's beyond words. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, God. I know. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And I think most Sabres fans right now are kind of in that, in that zone where we're, like, quietly, like, okay. Okay, mm-hmm. and then we'll, if we'll get him, and then the moment he scores his first goal, and it could be the first game, it could be the second game, or whatever, we're gonna lose it. Like yeah. it's finally gonna be real. Yeah. I think we've, like, like the Bills, we've gone through like so much like suffering. To quote Darcy Regeer, is that like we're just waiting? You know, we're kind of waiting for that. All right, let's 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 go. Let's get to the playoffs and let's let's crush this thing. You know what I mean? So when Eichel came on a couple of years ago, you yeah. talked about or it was it was kind of the thought that he would uh, elevate the play. It was like him, the Ryan O'Reilly signing, mm-hmm. the Evander Kane trade mm-hmm. that like, okay, we're only a couple of seasons away and we're a couple of seasons later and we're still not any closer yeah. to a playoff. Yeah. With a guy like Dalin, with Casey Middlestack coming up, yep. with other players and other, like like you were saying, actual draft picks that work out as yeah. opposed to fail, right? flame out. Um, do you think the Sabres can be a contender Next season, or do you think it's going to take a few seasons? No, I probably, to be conservative, it'd probably be, you know, a year or two from now, um, where I would say they would make the playoffs, but you never know. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they might come out. I've seen it. Sign I, like, or trade or. Yeah, like, depends who they who they get. It depends if the guys work out. Like, Colorado missed the playoffs and finished, like, close to the bottom, and then the next year after they made the playoffs. You know, so it's not unheard of for that to happen the bills traded away all their good players and they made the playoffs so exactly hey. <laughs> exactly so um i don't know it's it i'm very much in wait and see mode but i'm excited you know what i mean towards the end of last year like i barely watched any of the games this year just because i was so frustrated with how the team was playing how they looked 
and uh, I still watched for Eichel. I watched when Middlestat came up, um, when they signed him and he actually played. How do you look? I, I thought he looked. I mean, you could tell he's young. He's he's a little green still, mm-hmm. um, but he's good. He had five points in six games, and I uh, can't ask for much more than that. Yeah, so seriously, um, and he's young too, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he's 18, like 19? nineteen. Jeez, something like that. Yeah. I mean, you look, you look at him. He looks like a baby. Yeah, he's got a baby face. <laughs> oh, I saw pictures yeah. of him on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's young. He'll. I mean, he'll like grow. Nine year old nephew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but he did really good in the World Junior Championships. Um, you know, Bob McKenzie said, this is Casey Middlestat's show. We're just living in it. Or we're just watching it or something like <laughs> nice. that. So he's going to be a good player. Um, I think he was kind of a steal. He fell down the draft board big time, and we were fortunate to get him at eight. Um, the Sabres were fortunate to get him at eight. <laughs> yeah. I keep doing that. No, no. Yeah, it's, that's all we. It's one uh, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man. So, like, I got high hopes. I got high hopes. I'm trying to keep it kind of shoved down here a little bit you know i don't want expectations to be too high but absolutely um i am i'm i'm really excited yeah this is gonna be awesome good man it's it's an exciting time to finally hopefully that this is the end of that you know kind of i hope so like what the bills just went through you yeah. know that that drought sort of feeling yeah um so um so you know it, it seems like things are looking up for the sabers so you know man i'm still gonna need you to to keep me up to date on how the sabers oh, are doing and yeah like, what, i mean when the Sabres are in the playoffs, like That's, it's a whole nother level. Like it's like I, I can't even describe it. Just like the energy level, just how how invested I am in hockey, <laughs> like irrationally so. Like, oh, who are they playing? Yeah. All right, well we gotta do this tonight. Like all right, you know, just running scenarios and like yeah, you know. Yeah. And the last time I got I got like that, it was I was a little bit younger. I was like maybe oh, when was it? It was like five or six, seven years ago, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And uh, I remember being so upset. It was like Easter Sunday. They lost to the, the Flyers in the playoffs. Yep. And I just remember being pissed. I remember there's countless times of me going to bed angry, like during <laughs> college. Like, you got tested tomorrow. No, I'm going to go to bed fuming. <laughs> I'm going to go Great, great for the stress levels. <laughs> but uh, if I, but I would, I would want to be right back there any, any day. You know yeah, what I mean? Just absolutely. watch playoff hockey again. Like, playoff hockey is the best. Like, as much as I love football, uh, playoff hockey best playoff in sports in my opinion it's yeah. just they elevate the play the pace of the, the pace the speed just the intensity level like everything it's just it's incredible you know and in the atmosphere mm-hmm. you're you're playing the same team it's best of seven mm-hmm. you know what i mean you get you look like too familiar with the enemy team you're like oh you know this mm-hmm. this guy is now you know what i mean you, that's how rivalries start to develop it's 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 phenomenal you know okay Cool. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for the Sabres to get back into it. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I hope that's so- I hope that sooner rather than later. And and yeah. from what you're saying with with Rasmus Dahlin and and you know building upon what Eichel and, and Middlestad yeah. and hopefully O'Reilly if they don't trade him and yeah. you know just getting a core group of these guys and just building off that. I feel like that's what all these Stanley Cup winning teams do is they draft well yep. and they build off of that. Yep. Yeah. For sure. For you know? sure. So um, I mean, you look at Chicago. You look at Pittsburgh. Um, Edmonton's kind of been one of those things like the Sabres like they they even though the Edmonton's won the lottery more than I think any other team yeah um they're millionaires they're billionaires by now I know ring yeah actual lottery um, yeah but like at, you look at any successful team I mean they kind of had to go through this kind of phase where they had to be bad for a little bit they had to go go down get get the best guy in the draft uh you know Chicago with uh Patrick Kane Pittsburgh with Sidney Crosby yep um you know what's crazy though in the in the lottery we were like this close to having Chicago pick number one overall uh, in this year's lot. Like, oh, really? Yeah, there's a couple screenshots like how they do the Jeez. the 
the lottery balls. Yeah. It's like uh, Yolanda Vega comes out and she, you know, she does the, <laughs> the, the New York lotto or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the ball, the ball f- for Chicago was like this close to getting sucked up to tube. And then all of a sudden it's like another ball comes out of here and, and like hits that and it goes flying. And then the Sabres ball goes flying up the tube and yeah, yeah. all of a sudden the Sabres win. So we were like <laughs> millimeters. So you saw screenshots of that? Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's Which awesome. I couldn't imagine the reaction of across the league if Chicago got Darlene or whatever. Oh, and just, he was amazing for them. And it's like in a vacuum, like, yeah. doesn't it, wouldn't it make more sense as a Buffalo sports fan to see the other, the opposite of what just happened, happen? So like the, the, like the Sabres <laughs> were about to get Rasmus Darlene or get the first overall pick and then they get bumped out like by a team. Could, like just take a peek just, into yeah, what that timeline would be yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, like, man, like, would you be surprised <laughs> if we were talking you and I right now and talking yeah. about how the Sabres got screwed? <laughs> They, oh, they almost yeah. had the first. They almost had the lottery pick, and then you know the Blackhawks came in. The Blackhawks who have won like two Stanley Cups in the last five years or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know, but it would be the Pittsburgh lottery all over again. I think, or the Sidney Crosby lottery, because I think the Sabers were really close. Oh, were they? to getting Crosby and don't say that. The Peng- yeah, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, or the Sabers had the most amount of like, like Pittsburgh's chances of getting Crosby were like astronomical at the time, and the Sabers had a much greater chance, and they didn't, and Pittsburgh did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting to think about. I don't want to think about. It yeah, yeah. I like the I like the timeline that we're in right now. Yeah, where, I, know, you know, I know, I know. We're we're but, good, but I mean, yeah, I could yeah, just yeah. you know, I like to I like to look things outside the box and, and yeah, what, yeah. And <laughs> so we so we talked about you know the bills. We talked about the new bills artwork that we've been working on. We talked about the Sabers winning the lottery. Sure, Rasmus Dahlin, hopefully, and also. Um, so you're also the host of the Torrent Podcast, which is a podcast I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, thanks. I, I listen to it every time I am a subscriber. It's fun. Um, <laughs> what's cool about it is so, so your podcast is about like music, video games and, and, um, what am I, oh, movies, movies, yes. movies. So like I'm, I'm a little bit older, yeah. so like I don't get out as much. So I like, I, I don't have good outlets to find out about what the newest stuff is or what, sure. what things are. And, and that's why I turned to your podcast. So if you could like, just kind of give me a brief description of what your podcast is really about. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, uh, two friends of mine, Alan and Matt. Uh, we've known each other a whole hell of a long time, um, and we decided to get together and kind of talk about, like, I'm a big movie fan, and they're big video game fans, and we are all collectively huge uh, music fans, and I'm like, I, I was getting into, like, listening to podcasts at work and stuff, and I'm like, oh, you know, this sounds really fun, um, especially a lot of the comedians' podcasts. It just sounds like they, they get their buddies together in a room, and they just they just talk about whatever, and it's hilarious, and it's enjoyable, and I wanted that same kind of feel. Um and I really like movies, so I want to talk about movies, too. So I asked them to do it with me. Um, and then, you know, we're kind of like a jack-of-all-trades podcast. We talk about all the latest news in, like, entertainment. Uh, like you said, mu- movies, music, TV, video games, just everything. And then uh, we'll pick a topic, and we'll have some some good discussions about a certain aspect of that form of entertainment. So I think we get, we get a good mix. I think it, um, I have a really good time doing it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, yeah. Yeah, one of the things I like about your podcast is is you do this um, segment called the weekly download. Yes. So you kind of give um, everybody a chance to do like give a song or two that they want to listen to. Yes. 
uh, which is which is cool because it's also like songs that we either grew up with or it's like so you'll have like um, like a Slipknot so like you'll yeah. do like you'll do like a song we grew up with like I was saying like Third Eye Blind right yeah and then yeah, you'll yeah. be like here's Slipknot and then yeah, you'll yeah. do and then like one of your other buddies will be like oh here's Vanessa Carlton or yeah. whatever yeah, yeah you know yeah, you'll yeah. just yeah. like you'll go all over the spectrum which I appreciate because there's a lot of people that listen to everything yeah or they hear or they like different things and like what I'll do is I'll pull it up on iTunes or whatever and I'll be like oh yeah, yeah I remember this song. Or, or this is a pretty sweet song. Like, yeah. it kind of keeps you. And they're all songs that you guys handpick that you enjoy. Yes. Um, a lot of times when people listen to music, they get they get caught up in their own little bubble of music, and they get stuck in like the same genre. And I know, at least for me, I get I get burnt out on a lot of stuff because I listen to the same stuff over and over again. So I've always wanted to have a resource where I could be like. I just need, I need something fresh. I need something cool. I need, you don't I need, want to I listen to nineties alternative for the rest of your life. Every single day. You know, I love nineties alternative. No, I don't. <laughs> this is this guy. This that's me. Yeah. <laughs> and I just Lithium. needed, I needed a way to, yeah. I need, I needed a way for, uh, you know, to find out more songs, to find, discover more stuff. I love discovering discover, yep. new music and, uh, you know, men Allen got their little bubble of music that they, that they listen to. So I think, they recommend songs to me. I recommend songs to them. We kind of put it in a list and then we throw it on the podcast and uh, hopefully we're helping other people discover that there's more to, especially in today's musical climate, there's more than this like Rihanna and Migos and like there's other good stuff out there. Who? No, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Dude, well, what, that's why one of the things I appreciate about that is 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 having a podcast that you can find. I mean, you do, guys do a lot of stuff, but finding new music because as someone that's got, and I'm only in my thirties, mind you, so I'm yeah. not even, I'm, I, I, but I feel older. Like, like I remember growing up when my parents were my age and they didn't listen to any music. Like it was like whatever they listened to in the sixties or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I listened to growing up and, and, you know, other stuff that was on local radio stations. Yeah. But like Fats Domino. Fats just did. <laughs> a lot of Fats Domino, <laughs> like too much Fats Domino. <laughs> <laughs> Fast Domino 24-7, right? Were you surprised so, that on that reference? Not that was, many people know Fast Domino. Dude, that Domino. was a deep cut, man. That was a deep cut, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, I, I heard a lot of that stuff, and I remember thinking at the time, like, why aren't you guys listening to new music? Yeah. You know, and I remember thinking that that was, that was a sign that you are getting old. Yes. <laughs> you know, as weird as that sounds, yeah. like, you get, like, you work at the same job, yep. you see the same people, you have the same friends, you do the same things, you live at the same place. Yep. You go to the same place for dinner and like you listen to the only the same music you grew up with. Mm -hmm. So I need to get out of that bubble. And I realize that getting older, like I need to listen to different things and I need to expand myself because if I don't keep expanding myself, I'm going to stay in the the same. The the hard part is with, with technology and we have an episode that covers this, but there's so much technology out there and there's so much music production going on. um, There's a lot of, there's a ton of stuff out there and not all of it is good. You know what I mean? Or it's, it's very like, niche like it's only like the small group of people who like think this is amazing and everyone else is like what are you even listening to (laughs) and it's hard to filter out all that stuff and find stuff that you really like and enjoy and i think you know i hope to continue doing what we do on the podcast and try to find new stuff that we can recommend to other people you know what i mean oh yeah and also i mean going along with that too and, and not seeing not listening to as much new music as i don't see as many newer movies yeah so like for you it's good for me because i don't i don't necessarily 
see as many new movies, but I'm going to. I will see them when they come on Netflix. Yeah. Or I will see them, you know, on Blu-ray or whatever. I will download them. Yeah. But I don't see them as as much when they first come out. I don't necessarily know about them. But like for people that love to see movies, like you guys are a great outlet for that too. People mm-hmm. that people that are either trying to find out more about movies because you guys don't. You guys will do your own spoiler specific episodes, and you just start doing that like with Infinity yeah. Wars, right? Yes. Yep. But I mean, like, I won't listen to that one because I haven't seen Infinity Wars. <laughs> but as soon as I see that, yeah. I'm going to download you gotta it. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, you know, you've talked about Black Panther. You've talked about all the, all the really like famous ones, and even the the smaller ones you've seen on Netflix. Yeah, like ones that you know aren't in theaters, but also there on Amazon Prime and stuff like that. For sure. Um, so, like, I mean, that's one of the things I love about, it. and also, you know, the nostalgia. Like, there's the nostalgia talking about older movies and older older video games. Like, you guys do a lot of talking about like Fortnite and PUBG, but like yeah. also. Um, talking about the, the video games we grew up with. Yeah. You know, yeah. the classics like Super NES, NES. You well, know, yeah, I mean, we're all we're all like 90s kids. We kind of grew up right in the peak of that, you know what I mean? Like N64 and uh, Super Nintendo and stuff. Like we can't, that's like like some of the greatest, most fun video games that ever came out. Like people were having a great time. So we kind of grew mm-hmm. up right in that space. So yeah. anytime we can kind of take a trip down memory lane and like think about how awesome those were. Yeah, we were kids. We're yeah. going to talk <laughs> about it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, um, I went to, I had to take my dog's, uh, urine sample <laughs> to the vet okay. office. Yeah. Like yeah this off is the going. board. Yeah. This is <laughs> clearly right on topic. <laughs> um, so, um, so they're like, yeah, it's going to take 15, 20 minutes. So in the plaza where the vet is, um, is a GameStop or game craze or one of those game places. Yeah. And I was looking around and just looking at games and it was just like nostalgia, like N64, like Atari, yeah. Jaguar, Sega Saturn. I mean, everything, Jeez. everything and everything. So, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to the guy and I was like, you know, what's, what's more popular nowadays? Is it more than nostalgia? Is it more than newer stuff? And he's like, honestly, both. He's like, but people don't usually come to us because you can download games now. And, you can. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, there's they like emulators come and stuff. You can get all stuff for free now pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. And it was just like, I, I mean, it was a time in your life that like, you just kind of, you know, you gravitate to and you think back to like, I'm psyched for when the NES clack classic and the super nes classic come out this next this next month i know the nes classic came out but it was kind of sold out really quickly is that the, is that that is that the console that has like uh like 100 games yes the built in, in. Yeah, okay, yeah 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 um and stuff like that just reliving that nostalgia and they're gonna sell like crazy yeah. it's gonna be insane yeah um but i mean it was interesting talking to the guy and uh, do you remember so this is kind of off the board off the board but um, do you remember trying to sell games back to like a GameStop? Oh my God. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. When I'm like my teenage years, I'd be like, when I was done with a game, you go back to GameStop and you get like 50 cents <laughs> and then they put it, they put the sticker back on it for like 25, 25 bucks. bucks yeah. You're like, dude, what, what, what are you doing? You're like, I bought it for $50 yesterday. I, yeah. I just beat it. I'm yeah. selling it back. Well you, well, you opened the case and now it's only worth $11. <laughs> uh, sorry. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of like college textbooks, right? Oh, it's the same thing. It's the it's same racket. It's for the same sure. racket. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. $200 for this textbook. Okay, well, I'm, I'm done with this semester. Time to sell it back. We'll give you $11. Yeah. Like, whoa, 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 wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And next yeah. semester, they sell it for like 185 you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I remember thinking that, too. Like, this is such BS. Um, <laughs> so it brought me back to some good things and some bad things. But um, but uh, one of the podcasts I like that you guys did, um, you did a hilarious one, a hilarious April Fool's one called Hot Crochet, which is one of my, it's one of my favorites in my podcast Thanks. list, which, um, which I would suggest listening to other podcasts they do before that one. Cause it's just, it's, it's awesome. It's one of my favorite podcasts of any podcast. 
Um, and it's not just because you're on the podcast. I'm saying this. Like it was, it was le- legitimately funny. Thanks. I was listening to it in my Cuban. That laughing. was uh, that was that was one of the that was probably the most fun I've had recording an episode so far. Was yeah. that? How, yeah, just because you know, I mean, first off, we we played it like it wasn't an April Fool's joke. Um, so we just kind of subverted what we normally talk about and just talked about like douchiest <laughs> yeah. things you could possibly think of. Uh, like we talk about, you went full Kardashian. We went full Kardashian. <laughs> we talked about like, I literally pulled. And the crazy thing was like all, all the news stories we covered was literally headlines. I pulled from TMZ the day before, <laughs> like who bit Beyonce and Chrissy, uh, uh, not Chrissy Teigen. Um, Oh, okay. uh, Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner said she just wants to be a really hot Instagram mom. Like, <laughs> like those are real headlines today. And it, it was blowing my mind. Cause I'm like, this is this is news people consume, and so we just decided to talk about it. We talked about vaping. Yeah, we, vaping. Oh yeah, yeah. We <laughs> talked about uh, like, and then Matt Matt brought. It was like I'm blowing smoke into my. He's yeah. a teacher. He's like I'm blow. I like to blow smoke blow in my kids' faces. In, in my face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just to show I'm cool. We went into a whole segment about crochet and like oh. different different stitches on crochet. Like we just com- completely just left turn the whole yeah the whole oh, yeah. thing and it was it was fun it was super fun yeah it was a good one that was a funny one but then you also did something really interesting about like um which i've often thought about is is, is rock dead you guys talked about mm. you know like is rock as we know it as we grew up with it is it dead or yeah. is it still out there yeah which um which i won't i won't you know spoil it but um it's really it's really good it made me think a lot about that you know um so that was that was a really good one um so yeah, I, it's a great podcast. If you guys haven't listened to it, uh, check it out. It's on everything, right, Nick? It's on. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, TuneIn, um, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Google Google Podcasts. Google. Um, yeah, iHeartRadio. Yep, yep. It's on all it's that. It's on everything. So, um, so we are in the process of creating an ultimate Bills tailgate playlist on our YouTube page. So we're on YouTube, and I thought it would be cool to uh, create a playlist that was driven by fans and that they are at a, at a tailgate. It's like, Hey, let's freaking rock out. Yeah. Like there are certain songs you always hear. And then there are certain songs really just like, you know, that, so let's talk about that real quick. Obviously you're a music guy. We talked about music. Sure. What kind of music do you think would be good to hear? Like a tailgate, you know, yeah. you're talking September. It's beautiful out, you know, yes. you're, you're drinking with your buddies, your yes. girls. So, so a couple of things I'm trying. So when you, when you're building a tailgate playlist, you got to think about the vibe you want, right? So first off, couple couple of recommendations I have is you have to make it an enjoyable of atmosphere as possible, right? So you're not. So you're up, talking like slow. Yeah, obviously. Really emotional. Um, a lot of Brian McKnight. Right, Brian McKnight. You know, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> some really like yeah, it's just slow, slow, slow. Yeah, um, slow jams. <laughs> no, um, so you want to make it fun. Um, but you don't want to go too hard. You're yeah. not you're not in a nightclub, yeah. right? You're not bumping and grinding on people. Well, uh, depends on what part of the area of Bill's Mafia yeah, you're yeah, hanging yeah. out with. You know, yeah. you might be jumping into tables, but um, you know, you're not at a club. You can clearly see people. You're not, you know, you're not in a dark nightclub. You don't need to go too hard on the rap and hip hop, and uh, yeah, you can have all that stuff. Just I think you got to your song selection has to be. This isn't good. a dance club. It's not exactly. It's not a dance club. This yeah, is a drinking like yeah. Yeah, it's a fun. It's a fun. Like uh, think of it as like um you know, like a 4th of July party, like that kind of atmosphere. Yes, People yes. are just hanging out, having a good time, 
you want something in the background that's you could yeah, catch like your not ear. Bob Marley Fourth of July, not like Jamming Man. Or are you thinking? Hey, oh, again, wait. depends on what part okay, of the parking okay, lot you're hey. in. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, um, no, you can definitely have. I'm not, you know, there's no genre that's excluded from a tailgate playlist. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, oh yeah. You want to have a good mix of everything. I just think you can't. You can't go like hardcore gangster rap like yeah. over there. Like if you're too hard, people are like, oh, these yeah. guys. I don't know if these guys are for me. He's a little too hard. Yeah. yeah, don't play Slipknot. You know what I mean? No slip, no hardcore metal. You know what I mean? Yeah, no screamo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you want something? You know, you, I'm thinking like, like '90s alternative we mentioned before. Yeah. That's that's perfect. You know, and, I, and I'm not talking about like some of the slower Google Doll songs or, or whatever. Not Incubus. Yeah, you, you wouldn't want them. Not, not Incubus. You know, I'm talking about maybe some like Third Eye Blind, some yes. like the peppier songs. I'm talking. Um, you know, um, some of the strokes or reptilia from the strokes, you know, and I'm throwing guys, I'm throwing guys, I'm throwing songs out there that people forget about, you know what I mean? Like that are good songs people might know about, but they would never think to put on a playlist. You know what I mean? I'm talking, uh, there's a great band, uh, I brought up on the podcast the other day called Greta Van Fleet. It's like Mm -hmm. the second coming of Led Zeppelin. Nice. They got the song called Safari song. That's an awesome song. Put it on there. Um, I like personally like some Queens of the Stone Age. Um, great background music. Um, in terms of some, uh, country, uh, this is kind of a cliche one. Whoa, but whoa, whoa! Country, you yeah, got some cu- nice. I got, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, parking lot party. Oh, by, by I Lee love Bryce. that one. I, I mean, that's that essential, right? <laughs> yes. You, you got to put that on there. Yeah, that's a good um, one. If, if you're partying with Bill's Mafia, absolutely no Bon Jovi. You play Bon Jovi, you're gonna get shot. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get a couple wings thrown at you. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's saying something. That's that's <laughs> not giving wings enough credit. You know what yeah, I mean? I know, like, I know. No, no oh, Bon, bon Jovi. Jovi sucks. Yeah. yeah. I used to love him. Well, not love him, but like like him as much as any. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Normal person can love Bon Jovi, but he's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck him. But uh, you know, probably if you if you're time parking lot party. By the way, like so so I'm gonna eventually be on your podcast to talk about country yeah, music. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's that's one of the actually on my tailgate playlist on my iPhone. Oh, is it? Is Parking Lot Party, Party by Lee yeah. Bryce. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a great one. It is a great one, yes. So, it's so. one of the few, and we'll talk about this uh, on, on my podcast, but it's one of the few country songs I actually like. <laughs> I have a very uh, tumultuous, uh, me, is that is the right uh, word, country? <laughs> tumultuous relationship? Well, I'm about to teach you something. You're about to learn, son. Uh, I'm going to teach you a little bit about <laughs> country. I, I hope so. You know what? Yeah. Um, but, See, it's, it's just all about exposure. It's just like anything. Yeah. It's all about exposure because I used to hate country music. Yes. And then I was exposed to a few good songs. You're like, oh, okay, well, maybe they're not all shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then you listen to a little bit more and yeah. you're just like, okay, okay. So, but anyway, but anyway, yeah, go yeah. ahead. So you said that, um, that song, what other songs? Yeah. You know, because I'm going to, I'm going to post, by the way, I'm going to post all of these songs on our Twitter page to vote on. So even though oh, you okay. think that this Reptilia is an amazing song, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let the Twitter, okay. the Twitter Circling the Wagons okay. podcast community yeah. decide if and it's, the, if it's more than 50% yes. Yeah. It goes on. Listen, and these aren't these aren't set in stone picks. Like, I'm just giving you like. Oh, don't back, don't re- back out of it now, man. No, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> don't like, pussy out of it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to tell people like, oh, you need to have this on your. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, but because people have different tastes, people things change. Yeah. Um. So, uh, no diggity, Black Street. Okay. You know, obviously, oh, yeah, classic. You got to have that. Um, and then, of course, when you're getting closer to game time, you got to put on the shout song just to Shouts get everyone, oh yeah get oh, everyone yeah. hype. You know what I absolutely. mean? Absolutely. Um. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So like. Um, and then, and then also, you know, being in, like I said, nineties kid, I grew up in the era of Tony Hawk and all that in, the, in those games. So like a lot of punk music is like, like blink, staple, like, like blink. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like taking back Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, you can throw some like Goldfinger in there for those who oh, even yeah. know who Goldfinger is, you know, who kinda, doesn't know who kind of that old school <laughs> skater punk kind of, kind of vibe. Um, a little bit of the emo punk kind of vibe. Like that is just, I think that's like perfect summer summer music right there absolutely so 
like anything like that, you're you're golden. Yeah. You're golden. Cool. So so what are the songs that you, you had? Greta Van Fleet. You had Safari Song. Yep. Yep. You had uh, what was it? Reptilia by. Uh, the Strokes. The Strokes. Okay, I did. Yep. Okay, and, uh, cool. Some of these I haven't heard of. To be, I, I didn't learn about Greta Van Fleet until I heard your podcast. Yeah. So it's it's a hundred percent just like Another, Led Zeppelin, which is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, yes. I love classic rock. I mean, nineties alternative classic rock. Like yep. I'm. There's a great uh, Canadian rock band too that just came out. Well, they've been out for a while, but they're starting to get real popular right now. They're called um, the Glorious Sons. Mm-hmm. Um, highly recommend them. They're very good. Um, and then obviously, you know, I didn't I didn't mention a lot of rap and hip hop. You can, I mean, your your staples. I mean, everyone knows who Drake is. He's got some good hits. That's perfect, dude. I started from the bottom. Is that what? Is that the yeah, one? Uh, dude? Yeah, yeah. That one, like, uh, Big you fan. got, uh, you know, some of the uh, some of the future out there is really good. Okay, um, that's one of those I would call them a fringe one. Some of those are a little too hard. Uh, what the topics he sings about maybe are probably not the best for a tailgate. <laughs> um, but like other ones, I mean, they get you hyped. The the beat in the background, uh, especially in trap music right now, is just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, if anything, rap has going for it, it's 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 the quality of the beats and the music behind yes the the vocals right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just it's incredible. Yeah. So yeah. so real quick, I I agree a hundred percent with what you just said about the fact that like it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like you could listen to a rap song. Yeah. And it could be amazing, and you could listen to and jump to a country you jump song, to a country song, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. would still make an amazing tailgate. Yes, Whereas, absolutely. like, if you were like at a dance club, like you could only do one. You could, you yeah. could literally, yeah. You're very confined. Yes, yes. Whereas this, you do. Can you explain to me? I know you said it on one of your podcasts. What is trap music? <laughs> okay, uh, it's just a, it's the style of rap that's going on right now. Um, it kind of has a. There's some so the origins of trap music. It kind of, um, you know from people who, who live, uh, in, impo- like in poverty in, in, um, in like ghettos and like rundown houses or whatever, they, they, they live the hard life. Right. So that music is meant to kind of, uh, show an example of that, that harder lifestyle. So people are, people are uh, making drugs in their homes, you know what I mean? So that's where the trap comes in. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they have to make drugs and sell them to make a living. So that trap, that's where trap music kind of comes from. And uh, they have, a, they usually have um, the melody or the main, like through line of it is kind of very eerie, and it's 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 t- usually sampled from like horror movies or something like that to okay. kind of show the horrors of the trap lifestyle. Yeah. And then um, they've done something with uh, the hi hat and the beats, and they kind of go like like that, and that's mm-hmm. kind of like a, it's very, you'll know it as soon as you hear it. Um, it's that's that's kind of a trap staple. You okay. know what I mean? You know what okay. I mean? So uh, you're talking guys like future. You're talking guys like, um, Oh God, I'm blanking now that I'm on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, like oh, no pressure. Me, Just... me, me ghost right now. Who's popular. I'm trying to think of the more popular ones for, for the audience. Um, a lot of SoundCloud yeah. rappers. Um, yeah, actually. Yeah. I mean, those sounds are being sampled a lot right now in SoundCloud rappers. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a ton of them out there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so popular. I mean, Probably people are screaming, listening to this right now, going like, "Are you idiot? It's it's this guy." It's, yeah, and, but yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's super popular right now. It's it's being used all over the place, um, and and yeah, yeah, cool. So. Um, yeah, I appreciate you. What were you gonna say? No, I had, I had another artist popping oh, yeah. into my head. Dude. Um, there's another rap group, a rap duo out there who I, I really like right now called Run the Jewels. Run the and Jewels. They a, yeah, they have a song called Legend Has It, and have another song called run the jewels okay um and it's it's two guys it's killer mike and i forget the other guy's name um but uh 
they're really sweet. <laughs> I, I love them. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Uh, Alan and I are a big fan of like rap groups, like really like the old school rap groups, uh, like Wu-Tang Clan or uh, NWA. You know, the we, groups, yeah. The, yeah, the, the yeah. groups, not just the single guys, but like the groups. We think it's really cool yeah. um, when you get like the different voices in there and you get the different personalities and they're kind of rapping together. So it's kind of like the new age rap group, rap duo is, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Bone Thugs. Like bone, yeah, exactly. Bone thugs, man, they're awesome. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big old school rap guy. Yeah. Um, Montel Jordan, this is how we do it. <laughs> yes, for yeah, sure. Oh, is it too big old Willie, school? Big Willie style, you know. I saw, dude, I saw something. <laughs> I, big Willie style. I saw something on Facebook. It was like uh, 20 years ago. Uh, this is how we do it. Came out or 25 years ago. And I'm just like, I just want to shoot myself. Yeah. <laughs> 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how we. Do it. <laughs> um, cool. Oh, by the way, speaking of SoundCloud and yeah. rappers and stuff like that, you're a uh, the intro song to your podcast is like one of the catchiest songs. I know one of your uh, one of your co-hosts. I was a Matt Matt yeah, created. Matt, it. Yep, it's yep. sick, man. It's like Thanks, it's dude. like I I want to download it. I want to put it on my iPod. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it's yeah. really good. It's uh so uh so really I'll I'll leave you guys with that. If you guys should definitely check out Nick's podcast, um, the Torrent. It's called, uh, where can they, uh, find your pod? We talked about where they can find your podcast. Where can they follow you on Twitter? Yeah, we're on, we're on Twitter and Facebook. You just search for at the torrent pod. Um, or I'm sure if you just type in the torrent podcast on either one, it'll it'll pop right up. Um, and then you can also email at us at the, the torrent podcast at gmail.com. So if you got some song recommendations, if you want to yell at me, cause I can't remember my rap at the, at this current moment, uh, you can do so. Um, if you got some, some, uh, some more songs for the playlist, we'll, you know, pass it along. We'll, give you the shout out for sure nice nice definitely recommend listening to that also um like we mentioned earlier you can check out uh our nick's slash our artwork um <laughs> at uh t public t-e-e public.com slash stores slash ctw pod and uh just check out our artwork let us know what you guys think of it i mean even if you don't purchase it or whatever i just like some feedback on it we think it's amazing but uh you guys might have some suggestions so let us know, um, Nick. It's been great talking to you. It's Thanks been for a, me on again. It's man. been, yeah. it, dude. This hour and change has just flown right by. <laughs> yeah, we we covered yeah. a lot of stuff. We covered bills, uh, sabers, the new logo, your podcast, yeah. music, um, teenage angsty uh, yearbook. <laughs> yeah, yearbook quotes. <laughs> yearbook quotes you for ex girlfriends yeah. that were. Yeah. <laughs> I still think about it every day. By the way, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, man. It's been it's been really good talking to you. Um, so you know you know how I end the podcast because you listen to it. So for Nick, go Bills. <laughs> and for me, Nate, go Bills. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's charlietangowhiskeypod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills. Nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills.